On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, December 14th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy momentarily as well. We're back after a one-day absence. What are we going to do? No games yesterday. How can we have a show? So it was an unexpected day off uh, for the entire crew. We don't get many, but boy, we enjoy it when we do. Uh, but we're back here, and man, we're going to make up for it today. If you, you were disappointed and you were upset and you were groveling a little bit, and a little, a little depressed that there was no Ice Guys show yesterday. Man, we're going to make up for it and then some today. It is a huge Tuesday NHL card. We've got 13 games taking place in NHL action tonight. And, of course, we will break them all down for you right here on the show. No shortage of player personnel question marks going into tonight. And that is, without a doubt, as unfortunately COVID-19 and the Omicron strain of COVID-19 specifically is wreaking incredible havoc across the sports landscape. doesn't matter if it's NHL, NBA, NFL, you name it. Uh, it is impacting multiple sports in a ma- big way uh, the last few days. And we have seen just an extreme uptick and surge in COVID-19 positive cases in the sports world uh, the last few days. And we're going to do our best here on the show today to sort it all out for you as best we can with the latest up-to-date uh, information uh, on all of these games involving, uh, you know, obviously a lot of teams impacted with COVID protocol issues. So we'll get right to it. And we'll start with a game that uh, does have some COVID-19 protocol issues involved with it. It's the Vegas Golden Knights and the Boston Bruins. Even money here, both sides, five and a half, six uh, being the total uh, in this game. Uh, when you look at the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, first of all, we'll talk about it from a hockey standpoint. Vegas uh, certainly playing good hockey right now. They've gotten themselves uh, a lot healthier, although Shea Theodore uh, injured himself uh, in the uh, last game, uh, and we'll see if he plays tonight. He's dealing with a uh, injury that might lead to him missing this game. Right now, game-time decision is what they are saying at the moment for him. But uh, this Golden Knights team at the moment, just uh, really, really strong what we're seeing out of them. Uh, they have just become a machine offensively. I mean, they are just filling the net. That's all there is to it right now. You look at this run of four and one in their last five. Uh, they've scored seven, three, five, three, and six goals uh, in those last five games. So this is definitely an offense that's feeling it right now uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we'll see how if they can keep it rolling here. Uh, Mark Stone's uh, an offensive dynamo right now. Uh, Max Pacioretty. Stevenson's been great. So it's a Vegas team that's full of confidence right now. The Boston Bruins, they're coming off a road trip in Western Canada, of course. Three games out there, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. And they end up going 2-1, and one, very close to going 3-0. and oh. 
uh, because they lost in a shootout to the uh, Canucks, who are undefeated since Bruce Boudreaux took over. So solid road trip for uh, Boston uh, on the road. But now they're back home. First game off the road trip. It's always a little bit of a dicey situation. And they've got some uh, issues with this team at the moment as well. Uh, when you look at it, Craig Smith added uh, to the uh, protocol uh list for the uh, Boston Bruins uh, in terms of COVID protocol. Uh, Brad Marchand's on that uh, list as well. Uh, there's question marks about his ability to suit up tonight. So it's just lots of issues here for Boston. I don't love the spot. You know, it's that general situation and scheduling spot you don't necessarily love in, in terms of backing a team. And that's returning home off a road trip and a successful one for the Bruins. Plus, to me, I just think Vegas is better than Boston. I, I thought coming into the year, Vegas would be probably a better hockey team than Boston. And I don't want to, you know, totally rain on the parade of the Bruins' good vibes and positive feelings coming out of that road trip. But look, Edmonton's scuffling at the moment. You know, Calgary's not as good at home as they are on the road. Two pretty good wins, but still. And Stuart Skinner was in net for the Edmonton game as well. Vancouver was the loss, and they've obviously picked it up with Boudreaux. No, it's a good road trip, but I think they're going to be tested here. First game back, maybe a shorthanded lineup against a red-hot Vegas team. So I like the Golden Knights here at a slight underdog price. You can get plus 105, plus 102 at some spots, even money. Uh, it's right around that range of, you know, I'm seeing minus 105. I'm seeing plus 100. I'm seeing plus 105 on Vegas. So shop around. It's right around that even money price. And certainly would lean over the total as well. Vegas, as long as they're scoring. And like I say, what the Bruins defense has clearly shown me this year, they play teams where the offense is in good form, like Vegas right now. They struggle to keep the puck out of their own net. I still remember the Ranger game a few weeks back, 5-2 lost to the boss to the New York Rangers in that game. So I like Boston or I like Vegas rather. And I like over the total as well uh, in this one, uh, Alex Vegas and Boston. Yeah. As soon as I heard the Brad Marchand was out, I jumped all over uh, Vegas uh, money line plus a dollar 10. I figured those will all be pretty much gone, especially now that they added Craig Smith and now we're seeing uh, pick and price, but it's flipping the other way. So this is definitely going to close probably Vegas minus a dollar 20, dollar 25. So, Grab the Golden Knights now if you like that side. Uh, I was shout out to Jarek Rubel in the chat. I was talking with him uh, before we were talking about the first period over. It makes a lot of sense. This is as cheap of a price you're probably going to get with the first period over involving Vegas right now. They're one of the hotter teams in that category. Obviously, Boston not really known for getting off the fast starts, just three and seven to the first period over their last 10. Uh, and now with no Marshan, you wonder can they get offense going? So I lean with the first period over, maybe even take a shot with. Uh, I don't know if you can find a reverse puck line with uh, Vegas in the first period, but if not, just maybe go first period money line, full game money line each with Vegas. That's probably the, what I'll do. I'll just go first period Vegas and full game, uh, both on the money line. All right, there we go. Uh, a couple of uh, recommendations there on this one for uh, Alex and this one. The Bruins will have somebody uh, back with them tonight, and that's Bruce Cassidy, the head coach. Uh, he'll be back behind the bench. He is no longer uh, in COVID-19 protocol. Of course, Joe Sacco has been filling that void uh, behind the bench in the interim uh, head coach or the acting head coach, I should say, uh, during the last few games. But uh, Bruce Cassidy will be back behind the bench for the Bruins. Good timing for Jimmy Murphy to join the show with the Bruins, the first game on the card. Uh, Jimmy, welcome in. Vegas, Boston. What do you think? I think we got Jimmy just via audio today, and uh, looks like he's uh, got the uh, audio issue. Jimmy? Yeah, I think he dropped out. Yeah, I think he dropped out. So uh, we'll see if we can link back up with Jimmy. Obviously, want to get his thoughts on this Bruins team. Uh, one that he's, if you watched, uh, if you saw Jimmy's uh, Twitter feed, you know, at Murphy's Law 74, he 
he was pretty worried about that road trip that Boston was going on, and they ended up playing a whole lot better uh, than they uh, did here. Uh, so there we go. Did I not add? That's right. I didn't add him onto the stage. No wonder. <laughs> bad production by the host here. That's why. Kind of hard for me to get in that way, man. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> backstage. <laughs> there he is. All right, Eddie, Jimmy. Uh, what's going on, guys? Good to have you. How are you? Uh, yeah, this is not a good situation. I mean, already I'm with you, Ian. Already I was looking at the Knights on the slight underdog price here coming in just because of the spot for the Bruins. Successful road trip. They come back. And not that Bruce Cassie is a bad coach or anything, but all of a sudden back to a different voice behind the bench yelling the orders out. Uh, so I, I just think that just a lot happening at once. And now you add in the COVID protocol of Craig Smith and Brad Marchand, and it's just a hurricane of bad fortune, I think, for the Bruins in this spot. I love Vegas, and I'm going to actually go right with a reverse puck line on this. Give me the Vegas Golden Knights and the reverse puck line in this game. And I'll also take uh, the, the Knights to win in regulation in the first period. All right, so there we go. That's a, that's a double puck line for uh, Jimmy with the Vegas Golden Knights. That's a first period uh, and full game uh, puck line uh, mm -hmm. on the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, recommended yeah. by uh, Jimmy here in this one. Uh, Looks like right now we can get Vegas minus one and a half at plus 250. And of course, uh, Vegas first period uh, puck line uh, in this one looks like it would be a pretty uh, solid price as well. First period puck line uh, would be uh, plus 185 uh, for the okay. uh, Vegas school. So yeah, Ian, mark me down for that too, because that's, that's what I was trying to think of. I knew it wasn't exactly first period puck, like reverse puck line, yeah. but it's to win in regulation. So yeah. that's, yeah. So there you go. Minus a half plus 185 first period. And then that minus one and a half plus 250 for the full game puck line for uh, Jimmy as well uh, in this one. So, uh, hey, Jimmy, are you, you know, you, you were rough on the Bruins for the thinking that road trip was going to be poor for them. It turned out better. Uh, yeah. And I know you said, hey, they got me. I, I, they, they definitely uh, exceeded my expectations with that three game Western Can Canadian swing. For sure. And, and even, you know, even though I was going to pick Vegas anyways, even before Martian and Smith went on COVID protocol, I'm not, it's not a reflection of that. I think the Bruins are playing poorly right now because yeah, like I said on Twitter, they, they may meet a lot of crow there. And I think the goaltenders specifically, you know, with Tuka Rask hanging around practice now and now today, actually taking in a full practice with them. They had three goalies on the ice. Rask was one of them, Swayman and then Almark. Um, I, I think that made these goalies say, uh Oh, I mean, we, we got to get our act together here because this guy's coming. He's, he's taking one of our jobs. I mean, more than likely it's going to be Swayman just for the sole fact that he has, he doesn't have to go through waivers and Almark does, but it, you know, I, I think that prompted them to kind of look in the mirror and say, we, we, we've been letting in some softies. So kudos to them for getting their act together there. I, I think there were some games that they absolutely stole there. I thought Swayman stole a point in that uh, shootout loss to Vancouver and I don't think the Bruins should have really won uh, in Calgary. I thought Calgary, for the, a good portion of that game, outplayed them. But the goaltending was coming up huge. So, now, Jimmy, I got a question. With Tukaras technically being a free agent and with all the issues going on now with the Bruins and, and the COVID protocol, is there a possibility or would this be like, I don't know how, how this would work, but could he be called as a sign as an emergency goalie that wouldn't count as anything against the cap? You know, and then of course later on, if they want to sign him as a, you know a full free agent, but well, could that possibly be a situation for the Bruins? That's that's a great question, Alex, because I mean that's how the Bruins themselves have referred to Rask as their e-bug uh, okay. in these times that he has jumped in for Almark. Almark was out twice yesterday. He he failed, or I don't know if he failed a test or not, but there were testing issues for Almark. So Rask jumped in, and they listed him as the e-bug, and they did that before when Almark was hurt. 
Okay. So if they're listing him as that in practice, can they can they officially do it in a game? I'm not sure. Uh, that's something I'll have to look into. It's actually a great idea and a good idea for a story. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's certainly a uh, good points raised there. Uh, uh, by the way, we're welcoming everybody in the chat. Uh, we've got people overseas joining us in the YouTube chat on the show uh, today. We appreciate it because I know it's a uh, late evening, late night, even overnight in some of these parts. So we appreciate that for sure. Uh, make sure you hit the uh, like button. If you are enjoying the show, we move on to New Jersey and Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia minus 120. Uh, home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. And all of a sudden, back-to-back -back, uh, Ws for the Philadelphia Flyers with Mike Yo in the interim head coaching spot. 4-3 uh, over Vegas, 5-3 uh, against Arizona. Both of them on the road. Now they return home, face the uh, Devils, who have lost uh, two in a row and really slumped. Uh, one and six in their last seven games. The only victory was against this Flyers team uh, just last week. Three to nothing shutout win for New Jersey. So this is a game where a lot of personnel issues on both sides as well. Keep that in mind for the Devils. Uh, Ryan Graves on the blue line is out. Nico Heeshear out. Uh, it looks like uh, uh, Igor Sharangovich might not play tonight either. He's a game time decision for the uh, Devils. Flyers have their share of uh, key personnel out as well. Uh, of course, including Derek Broussard and Joel Farabee's a big one because he's had a really nice season for the uh, Flyers so far, uh, and he's on injured reserve and not expected to be in the lineup tonight for them. So a lot of injuries both ways. You've got the um, Flyers certainly uh, coming back home off a two-game swing. They are playing better, and you got to give them credit for that. I'm certainly not ready to lay a price with them here. Don't know if I'll get involved, but I would only take New Jersey at the small plus price. They've actually dominated the uh, Flyers head-to-head -head as well. It's worth noting that five and one, the last six head-to-head -head meetings in favor of the Devils. So we'll lean to New Jersey here. Don't know if I'll bet it, but I certainly lean in that direction. And unfortunately, we have some breaking news here that Carolina versus yeah. Minnesota has been postponed. And I don't think this is the first game that you're going to see uh, it's not the last game, I should say. We've already seen Calgary's games postponed this week, but this is not going to be the last game you see postponed this week. This is becoming uh, major concerns now with the uh, influx of COVID cases, and now you're seeing teams having to sit four, five, six regulars because of this, and it just makes it unfair from a competitive balance perspective, and that's why they are forced into this position to postpone some of these games. So it's unfortunate uh, it's, um, you know, we're all basically sick of COVID at this point. We are. And it's to me, you know, it's just the fact that it's wrangling the sports world again in such a massive way. It's frustrating. It really is. Um, but hey, you know, it's, a, it's not much you can do. You just hope that uh, you ride through this unfortunate surge that we're seeing quickly. We get past it uh, and we're able to move uh, forward in a better way. Uh, but right now, it's definitely tough sledding across all sports right now with an uptick in COVID-19 cases fueled, of course, by the Omicron variant here. Uh, Alex, uh, your thoughts on this uh, Devils and Flyers game? Yeah, I mean, you know, okay, we're not going to throw a parade for Mike Yo because he beat the, you know, the Arizona Coyotes. So they've won two in a row. Okay, big <laughs> deal. Uh, now they got to play a, a division opponent, like I said, that's dominated them pretty well. In, in New Jersey. This is a game. I like the first period over here, but we, we are seeing, like I said, Yo has kind of kept his word playing with pace. We've seen them uh, jump out to, to get us some goals early. And uh, New Jersey is a team that's sneaky offensively, can get, definitely get some goals. Yeah, this is definitely one I feel like 
Might even be a better shot to take the plus money with both teams to score in the first period, if you can find that. I think that might even be a better option, but either way, you'll still cash the first period over at one and a half, laying $1.25. All right. Uh, Jimmy, you have any thoughts here? Flyers versus Devils. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the, the, every time these two teams uh, match up, I've been wrong on it. So I'm going to pass on this because I can't just I can't read them when they play. Nothing wrong with that. Montreal-Pittsburgh. We've got Pittsburgh minus 300 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, obviously, Penguins, huge favorites. Playing great hockey, Pittsburgh as well. I mean, let's uh, give them a lot of credit for the way they have played. Uh, four straight wins, seven and three in their last 10 games. That being said, one of the losses was against Montreal, believe it or not. Six to three. Montreal hasn't won a lot of games lately. In fact, they've lost six in a row coming into tonight. But one of Montreal's recent wins came against this Pittsburgh Penguins team back on November 27th. So it's Pittsburgh's first time playing them since then. Obviously, it is a massive amount of the player personnel absences for the Montreal Canadiens. Combination of COVID-19 protocol and injury. Brendan Gallagher, Christian Dvorak, Jake Evans, Joel Edmondson, Tyler Toffoli, Jeff Petrie, uh, Josh Anderson. Uh, it is definitely a mash unit lineup and Montreal struggling because of it. You know, six straight losses, 4-1 defeat to St. Louis in their last game. This Penguins team playing solid defensively. They've given up two goals or less in four straight games, all of them victories. How about Tristan Jari's numbers in the last several starts for him? You look at what the way he's playing. Uh, in net right now for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, he's been terrific. There's no denying that whatsoever. Uh, in his last nine starts, 1.1 goals against, 960 save percentage, 7-1-1 one, one, uh, in those games for Tristan Jari. So, you know, it's been a, a team defense mindset for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They, they have their couple of key guys out as well. Of course, Malkin's been out all year, although he's closing in on a return. Brian Rust is out. Jake Gensel is going to be out for the Penguins, but they've still found ways to win games here. They did lose to Montreal the last time, and for that reason, guys, I think Pittsburgh's actually not going to take this game lightly. You think you got a struggling Montreal team coming in here, but last time Pittsburgh played them, it didn't go well, and I believe it was DeSmith in that that night. Keep that in mind. It wasn't Tristan Jari, so I think Pittsburgh gets them back here. This is going to be a very rare first-period full-game puck line split for me on Pittsburgh. Don't do this very often, but I'm going to go Pittsburgh minus a half plus 110 first period puck line and also the minus one and a half minus 120 uh, with the full game puck line. Uh, I like both of those here tonight. Uh, and I'm going to sprinkle a correct score prop. Now, it's probably not going to win because the one time I called one on the show and I didn't bet it, it was Dallas, Arizona. It ended 4-1. I didn't bet it. I forgot to bet it because I'm a moron sometimes. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, we've got uh, Montreal and Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with a correct score prop here. I'm going to sprinkle on 3-1 to for uh, Pittsburgh and 4-1 to for Pittsburgh. at 9-1 to plus 900 for Pittsburgh 4-1 to plus 1,100 for Pittsburgh 3-1. to I think they win by that kind of score tonight, uh, in my opinion. So I think this is a very good, correct score opportunity. You sprinkle on both, which is what I'm doing. 3-1-4-1 Pittsburgh. If one of them comes through, you're profitable. That's the goal uh, when it comes to uh, betting both of those correct score props. So there you go. A couple correct score props. And I'm also going to go Penguins first period and full game puck line. Uh, Alex, uh, Habs, and Penguins. I'm actually seeing a, a uh, Montreal team total. One and a half under plus 190. Would you take a shot with that potentially? That's pretty good too, because I don't know if Montreal is getting more than one goal right now with the way this Pittsburgh team is defending right now as a, as a unit. And obviously with the way Tristan Jari is 
been in net during this 9-10 game stretch of his. So where he has a 1.1 goals against average, that falls right in line with a Montreal team that you would expect is going to have a hard time putting the puck in the net. And a Montreal team that's coming off a shutout to Chicago, 2-0, and only scoring one against St. Louis on Saturday night. So yeah. I actually like that. That's a great price on that yeah. under so, one and yeah. a half team total. So if you, you find that, I mean, that, I mean, you're playing with fire because, you know, two goals, you know, crushes you. But uh, especially if the game gets out of hand and you worry about garbage time the other way uh, with, with that kind of a total. But, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I feel like this is going to be a one-sided Pittsburgh game. So the only way with the tactics would be team totals or looking for, you know, things in game. It's going to be a pass for me because there's other stuff I like on the card, even though we've already lost another game that I liked. Uh, this is still nothing that's really jumped out at me en- enough to make a bet loss. Yeah, Pittsburgh, P- Pittsburgh, the, the the combo bet. I've talked about the, those combo side and total same game bets. You know, I've recommended a few of those on the show this year, and m- more of them have cashed than not. Uh, that is definitely something you can consider as well uh, in this game. I certainly wouldn't talk anyone out of looking in that kind of direction uh, as well. So uh, definitely, because you uh, can. Uh, Go so many different ways. There's no question, and uh, you know there's even some better prices with some of those four-one uh, Pittsburgh, three-one Pittsburgh at some other books. So make sure you shop around. But yeah, Pittsburgh and under five and a half. You know, as a combo bet, Pittsburgh to win and under five and a half goals, which is certainly something I would lean with as well. You can get that at plus one fifty to plus one sixty. You know, at some books. So there's just so many different you know ways you can go about betting a particular stance that you have, and this game is proof of that. So, you know, Pittsburgh first period puck line, Pittsburgh full game puck line. Alex mentioned Montreal team total under one and a half plus 190. Pittsburgh to win and under five and a half at plus 150. I mean, there's just a lot of different options you can go with. I like them all, to be honest with you. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Montreal and Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, I think Pittsburgh wins. Um, You just can't get too much value on the side there. So I'm going to just look at the over under here and go straight up with the under. Um, I, I just don't see Montreal scoring a lot. I'd be tempted to do what you guys are talking about with the under one and a half, uh, but it's chancy, you know, you, like he said, Alex, I mean, two goals and boom, you're done. So um, I'm going to just look at the total here to stay under five and a half. All right, Los Angeles, Tampa Bay. We've got Tampa Bay minus 180 to minus 190. Uh, home favorites here, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Lightning certainly, uh, they haven't had many clunkers. They have not had many stinkers. They have not had many games lately where they've said, you know, this team was just flat out horrible. They had it against Ottawa on Saturday. I mean, uh, it's funny. I was with our guy, Andrew McGinnis, uh, you know, on, on Saturday, the end of this game was going on. I had it on at the bar there that we were at. Uh, and, um, I've never seen Ottawa look or Tampa rather look as listless and lethargic in a while as that. And you got to wonder at the end of that Eastern Canadian trip, after already beating Toronto and Montreal in back-to-back games, they had won five in a row. You just have one of those games, you lay an egg. You don't have it. All right. Tampa Bay had one of those uh, four, nothing shutout loss to Ottawa. Brady Kachuk with the hat trick, by the way, uh, for the Ottawa senators uh, in that game. Uh, So they do return home off that uh, road trip, uh, which is actually a a road trip that actually went five games because you have to throw in the games against Boston and Philly. Uh, before they went to Montreal, Toronto, and Ottawa. So it's not the greatest situation uh, for Tampa Bay coming home off that trip, but I expect a pretty good effort from them. Let's give the Kings credit. They've won two in a row uh, against Minnesota and Dallas, 6-1 to one combined score in those games uh, for the LA Kings. Now they start a road trip, but, man, it's a tough one. Tampa tonight It's going to be Florida later this week, Carolina after that. 
So a really tough road trip for the Kings facing a lot of good teams uh, during this stretch here. I probably will end up sprinkling a little small bet on the first period puck line here on Tampa. I'd expect good energy early because obviously they didn't have anything of that magnitude in the Ottawa game on Saturday. Um, so that's probably what I'll go with here is just a little small sprinkle on Tampa Bay minus a half goal plus 145 uh, in the first period. I expect after getting shut out by Ottawa, uh, there's some uh, good onus to start strong tonight at home against the Kings here. Uh, Alex, L.A., Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with the first period over in this. And I know that seems strange because these two teams do not trend toward the over in the first, but the situations lend to it. You have a Tampa Bay team that coming off of a listless performance to end the road trip, their first game back home. You wonder, legs may not pick up right away. you got an L.A. Kings team that's young and feisty. They're starting a four-game road trip uh, going cross-country. Maybe the defense doesn't travel so so well uh, in this game, but more so in the first period. So, uh, you only land a dollar ten. Maybe you can find even a plus price if you shop around. I'll go with the first period over with the Bolts and the Kings. All right, looking at the uh, first period over here, one and a half uh, with the uh, Kings and the Lightning here for Alex in this one. Uh, the Lightning still do have some uh, injury concerns, although it's looking like uh, Zach Bogosian and Anthony Sorelli uh, are going to be returning tonight for the uh, Lightning. Uh, which is going to be good news for them because the injury bug, you know, has hit them a little bit uh, going into this game. They're at least hopeful he's going to play. It's not confirmed yet, but they're optimistic, probable that Sorelli is going to be in uh, tonight. Of course, Chernak is still out, and it goes without saying. Uh, Kucherov and Point are both not going to be coming back anytime soon uh, for Tampa Bay. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Kings and Lightning. Guys, I mean, I, I think, you know, you would go with the, the normal, like you mentioned this earlier, Ian, just the, the, the normal idea that the team's going to be flat coming back from a road trip. But the fact that they lost to the Ottawa Senators in the fashion they did means that they've probably gone through a few tough practices and a, a lot of really not so happy lectures uh, from John Cooper and his staff. So I'm guessing they come out fired up. I'm actually going to do two bets on the Lightning here. I'm going to take them in the first period, uh, minus a half, and then I'm going to also take the Lightning on the puck line for the whole game. That's basically what I'm doing for Pittsburgh. Uh, and Jimmy's doing it here for uh, Tampa Bay. First period puck line, full game puck line here, split uh, on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning for Jimmy uh, against the uh, LA Kings. And by the way, for a team that's already got some injuries on the blue line, the Kings, Sean Walker in particular, uh, and now they lose Alex Edler, uh, one of their veteran defensemen on that blue line long-term. So Defensive depth is now going to start maybe rearing its ugly head and, and being maybe a bit of an issue here for Todd McClellan and the LA Kings. You look at it now, you're going to have guys that are Mikey Anderson's going to have to step in, Tobias Bjornfit, uh in the uh, defensive core now for the Kings. You know, Dowdy, Roy, Ole Mata are really your three veterans. That's it. And Sean Dursey could be a very good one in time, but he's still young. He's still learning. So definitely some depth concerns starting to uh, creep up a little bit for the Kings with some of these injuries they have on the blue line right now. Uh, Ottawa and Florida next up. We've got Florida minus 260 home favorites in this game, six and a half being the total uh, in this one. Uh, definitely a big number here on Florida, but be careful of, you know, just laying a price like this against Ottawa. You could be in a situation where you're, you know, biting your nails late in the game because you've, we've seen Ottawa now win four of their last five. They had a rough stretch coming out of their own COVID pause a couple weeks ago. Uh, but the last five games, they've gone four and one, and they've beaten some quality competition during this stretch too. I like just mentioned they shut out Tampa Bay on Saturday. Now you can say what you want. It's Tampa Bay at the end of a road trip, probably didn't have their best 
uh, game, you know, maybe didn't have their greatest, didn't have their legs, maybe considering uh, how long the trip had been, but you can't totally take away what Ottawa was able to do uh, in that game with the four, uh, nothing shutout over the lightning. Uh, they beat Colorado in overtime six, five, they beat Carolina to start this little four and one stretch uh, in their last five games. So some decent wins against some quality competition. Florida's coming off a tough three, two loss to uh, Colorado, man, that went, that game got very uh, nasty. Uh, and very uh, much some uh, bad feelings with the, those two teams at the end. Very rough uh, contest between the Avalanche and Panthers uh, the other night. So they return home now following that game. And that's another thing that concerns me about laying the price here a little bit with Florida. It's coming off that kind of an intense game uh, against Colorado. Florida sizes themselves up as a Stanley Cup contender. Obviously, Colorado does. So you know a game like that uh, of that caliber is going to get everybody uh, ramped up. And you wonder if they can... Uh, you know, show that same uh, energy focus here. And not to mention, you've got some injuries here for the uh, Panthers. Barkov's out again. Uh, he's missed 10 of the last 11 Florida games with that upper body injury. The good news is it looks like Anthony Duclair has a chance to return tonight for the uh, Florida Panthers, which uh, is good news for them. Uh, he should be back uh, in the lineup tonight for uh, the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, but Ryan Lomberg, who, of course, uh, is someone that... Um, was at the uh, forefront of a uh, hit that happened in the last game against Colorado. Uh, he looks like he's on the COVID protocol list now for the Panthers as well. So they're definitely dealing with some things at the moment, uh, Florida. So it's not a night I'm looking to lay a big number here with the Panthers. Uh, you look at Spencer Knight, he's in net, but he's kind of been up and down, inconsistent. You know, he's, we remember he's got all the talent in the world, but he's still a young goalie. He's still learning at the NHL level. He's not going to be a brick wall every single night. You know, and we've certainly seen that. I mean, you look at the uh, st stats this year for Spencer Knight, uh, who's going to be getting the nod tonight for the Panthers, 2.98 goals against average, 904 save percentage. Those are decent numbers. They're not great uh, by any stretch of the imagination here. So this could be one of those games where, you know, Ottawa can get on the scoreboard uh, in this one a little bit against Florida. Florida still against what's a patchwork uh, Ottawa team at the defensive end of the ice still should be able to find the back of the net. So, this could be a lean to the over for me. I'm disappointed at six and a half, but certainly lean over the total here for me with uh, Ottawa and Florida. Alex, uh, Senators and Panthers. There's not one thing I want in this game, to be honest. Even you said Ottawa, you can't take really feel like taking a shot with them, in my opinion. So Florida's got a lot of issues, way too many to be laying a price, you know, as high as 275 or 280 at some shops I'm seeing now. So this is just a clear pass for me. I think it's a tricky game from a side perspective. Uh, Johnny in our chat, like an Ottawa plus one and a half, that might be something to consider. Is that, I, don't, I, I think this could be a, a, a close game. I like the way Ottawa's responded. And yeah. it was really when DJ Smith called him out and said, we're going to find out how tough we are physically and mentally. They got just embarrassed at home by Vancouver. And that is when this four and one stretch started for Ottawa in their last five games. If it's a real rough, you know, start for Florida, maybe this game, you know, ends up being tied. You get the draw here with that, that big of a favorite. You're probably looking at plus 410, plus 415 price with a draw. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, to be honest with you, I like Florida too much to do it, but <laughs> uh, I, I would be closer to taking uh, some kind of position on Ottawa than any sort of position with Florida in this price range as favorites tonight. Uh, Jimmy, how, what do you think here? Ottawa, Florida. I'm loving the sense with you. I'm 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 with you too, Ian. I'm just going to take him straight up on the money line here. Uh, I mean, look, it's it's tough when, uh, for a team. You, we've talked about how many times you know when a a star player comes back and sometimes that screws up the chemistry that was forming while he was out. Well, now he came back and now he's back out again. So think about what that's like. Uh, you know, so there's been a lot of mixing and matching going on with the Panthers right now, and 
they're a bit in flux. So I, I like I like the uh, Senators to be able to go down right now. They're like you said, they've got some confidence going, go in and steal one. There we go. Big dog uh, hunting here for uh, Jimmy Murphy. Ottawa plus 230 to plus 240 uh, is the price with the uh, Senators uh, in that one. Uh, New York Islanders, Detroit Red Wings. We got Detroit minus 120 uh, to minus 125 home favorites. Five and a half the total shaded to the under uh, in this one. Uh, the New York Islanders, uh, it's been a tough season for them. They're trying to find some traction. Uh, they finally got a win to snap an ugly 11-game losing streak against Ottawa. Lost their last game, to, uh, the game after that, to Nashville. Uh, and then they bounced back, beat New Jersey 4-2 to two, uh, in their last game. Uh, but you look at the Islanders going into this game, uh, still not really scoring a, a ton of goals. That's been an issue. Uh, you look at the uh, still without Ryan Pollock as well uh, on the blue line, who they've missed dearly. Uh, throughout the uh, course of the season. Uh, that's also a concern for them. And now Matthew Barzell uh, entering COVID-19 protocol and will not play tonight uh, for the uh, New York Islanders. And that's definitely uh, something that you worry about here in this game. To be quite honest with you, I'm not comfortable taking the Islanders just yet. You know, I want to see them put two good games in a row together. Please just win two in a row show that maybe you're getting some traction going because I remember I was ready to buy in that they beat Ottawa and now they're ready maybe to get on a little bit of a run and they uh, fell back again against Nashville. Now they did bounce back to beat New Jersey, but I'm worried, you know, I don't want to see this team go win, lose, win, lose. I want to see them put a little bit of a couple of wins, two or three wins in a row together before I'm ready to really jump back here on the uh, Islanders. Could they do it tonight? Yes, because Detroit's slumping. They've lost three in a row against Nashville, St. Louis, and Colorado. A pretty ugly stretch it's been for the Detroit Red Wings. We'll see if returning home uh, does them some good. They actually have a pretty a solid home record this year, 9-5, and five, in fact, the Detroit Red Wings at home. I lean Detroit, to be honest with you. I don't want to take the Islanders here. I don't love it, but uh, I would certainly be closer to betting the Red Wings in this spot than the Islanders who have just, uh, I got to see two wins in a row from this group before I'm ready to back them in this spot. Alex Islanders, Red Wings. Yeah, I would lean with the wings, but honestly, I, I'm going to probably just be on the draw here uh, at plus 300. I feel like this definitely screams like a two, two kind of game. Uh, if, if the Islanders play the style they want to play, they obviously want to get a goal early, clamp down defensively, maybe get one, you know, sometime in, in the middle. Detroit seems to kind of be in this up and down, trying to figure out what exact style they want to play. They've been in some high-scoring affairs, but it's mostly been the, the defense kind of allowing things uh, in in the back end. So they they kind of they're looking to search they're searching for their identity. And uh, sometimes if you, if you back a team that's looking for their identity at home, it's probably better than than when they're on the road. But I think sad just feel like it's going to be a tie game. So I'll go regulation draw plus three hundred. All right, Ray, uh, draw plus 300 Islanders Red Wings for Alex. You know what might be worth a look to in this game is the under because uh, Jeff Blaschel pretty adamant that his team's got to clean up their defensive zone issues. And boy, they've had them in the last few games, Detroit. They gave up the seven spot, a touchdown to Colorado, six to St. Louis, five to Nashville uh, in these last three games. So Jeff Blaschel talking, we got to be better defensively. You know, the Islanders that they're even going to probably dig in more defensively tonight with no Matthew Barzell uh, on the ice for them. They're going to need... You know, it's time for uh, – there's a bunch of guys that are going to have to wake up, find a way here for this uh, Islanders team. I mean, it's gotten so bad with Anthony Bovillier this year for the Islanders. Barry Trotz has made him a healthy scratch uh, this year uh, in, the, in recent games for the Islanders. That's how bad his game has fallen uh, apart so far this year for the Islanders. So they need some offense from someone, whether it's – I don't know who it is. Wallstrom, could it be him? 
he yeah he's actually been a little bit better and he's been chipping in some points lately for the islanders you know brock nelson's got to per percolate a little bit anders lee you know got to raise his game to another level can you get some depth scoring from bailey parisi uh, and pajo you know you need some guys to step up now for the islanders offensively because look barrett barzell's out bovillier's offense has disappeared this year he's in the doghouse of barry trotz at the moment uh, someone's got to do it for this Islanders team at the moment. So they've got their issues and this does have that feel. It's probably a lower scoring game. Unfortunately, it's under five and a half minus 140 uh, in some spots, heavily juiced, but probably for a good reason. Uh, Jimmy Islanders and Red Wings. What do you like? Yeah, I'm with you. I love that under right now. I mean, these are two teams that, you know, coming into the season, we kind of felt like would be under teams. It hasn't always gone that way. Uh, as Alex was saying, uh, the Detroit's kind of held to skelter with the style they play, but um, I, I think Detroit, one thing I do notice is they do, even when they lose, they do seem to adapt more to the style that they're playing against. Uh, and they, they've done an okay job of that and stolen some games and been a good dog at times. So uh, I see them doing that tonight. I think, you know, they're going to know they're going to come in against a physical Islanders team that can be stingy and uh, is going to try and clamp down on them. And they're going to try and do the same to them. And, you know, I don't know who will get the win. I really don't, but I'm going to go with the under in this. All right, Jimmy, like an under five and a half year Islanders, Red Wings. I, I like I'm, I, when you look at it, um, Beauvillier has no points in 13 straight games that he's played. No wonder he was a healthy scratch the mm. other night. Not even a point. I mean, <laughs> this is a team that needs a guy like that to be on board and producing and contributing at the offensive end. This is not a team that's loaded with four scoring lines like some other teams. He's got to be going for this Islanders team. And clearly he's not. And Barry had enough. And sat him down. I don't think he's back tonight either. He looks like he's going to be from watching from the press box again tonight uh, for this Islanders team. So uh, definitely uh, trying to find some uh, offense from his top players. And hasn't always been that way for Barry with this Islanders team this year. Uh, Buffalo, Winnipeg. We've got Winnipeg minus one, uh, minus 260, I should say, in this one. Five and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, I don't really have a strong feel here. Normally with these Buffalo games, I see a total five and a half over. I'm immediately interested in that. Um, and Winnipeg, certainly when you look at them this year, uh, eight and six to the over on home ice, a profitable uh, mark to the over at home this year. But I'm going to give Uko Pekka and his due for the Buffalo Sabres. He's played well uh, in the in the starts that he's made since getting the call up from the AHL. Uh, you know, I thought against Washington, he was superb. He's the reason the Sabres got a point in that game and were able to at least salvage one point in that 3-2 shootout loss uh, against Washington. I thought he played well against the Rangers. It shows you how well he's playing. Don Granado didn't hesitate. He put Lukanen in back-to-back -back games over the weekend against the Rangers and the Capitals, and he played well uh, in both of those games. And I think the Sabres, with their offensive struggles, two goals or less, uh, scored by them uh, in the last three games with Lukanen playing well in net. It's not an automatic for me to bet over the total. Normally this would be with these two teams uh, and a total of five and a half, but I think it's just going to be a pass for me in this one. Certainly from a side perspective, like I'm not taking uh, Buffalo. It's worth noting that even though Lukanen's played well in these last few starts, he's made these last three against Anaheim, the Rangers and the Capitals. What's Buffalo's record in those three games? Oh yeah. Oh, and three, because there's no run support. So to speak for Lukanen right now from the Sabres team. So lean over, but I'm probably going to leave it alone on a very big Tuesday card. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Sabres and Jets. Yeah, I mean, and we haven't seen the confirmation yet that it's going to be Lukanen. That could be an Arendelle sighting, which, of course, that would mean the over. Look for the garbage can on the my Twitter That changes account. things totally if that's the case. Yeah, 
yeah, look for the garbage can uh, sign on my Twitter account, AXMissports. If you see the garbage can posted, that means it's Dell starting, and we're going over. Um, and it's interesting because Anton Kudobin was put on waivers by Dallas. You'd think a team like Buffalo would try to, to reach out and grab him. Like, they have, you know, you have four goalies, which means you have none. So why not get a guy who would literally play in the Stanley Cup final two years ago uh, rather than deal with all the rotating mess of Craig Anderson, whether he gets back healthy, Aaron Dell and, and the likes of, and, you know, Lukanen looks good, but he still could use a little bit, a little bit more seasoning in Rochester, in my opinion. So uh, that's something they might want to look at moving forward. So it's nothing right now. It's over if Dell plays. All right. And I'm just looking right now, and it doesn't look like we're going to get our wish, Alex. It does look like it will be Uko uh, Pekka Lukanen uh, uh, confirmed as the starter for the Sabres and Connor Hellebuck, as expected. Uh, as well for the uh, Winnipeg Jets with the Jets obviously not playing on the short card tomorrow night. So uh, you would expect Hellebuck for them, and it is indeed him. So, uh, yeah, that probably puts that in the pass category now for me. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Buffalo-Winnipeg? I'm going to just, I mean, based on the way a lot of these games have gone for both teams, I, I love these guys scoring some goals in the first period. Uh, I'm going to go with the first period over in this one. You can still get a very good price at it. Uh, and Alex, just so you know, uh, I think it was Elliot Freeman or Jeff Merrick a couple weeks back did report that Buffalo and Dallas were talking about Hudobin, um, but uh, apparently nothing materialized in that. You know, there wasn't a bite from on the market other than that. So that's why he was placed on waivers. Whether that starts up again, who knows? Right. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So there we go. Uh, like in the first period over, Jimmy, uh, with the uh, Sabres and the Jets. Well, next game we were going to talk about was Carolina-Minnesota, but if you're uh, joining the show late, or, uh, or obviously if you're listening to the podcast, you've heard it already, but Carolina and Minnesota uh, postponed uh, as the uh, unfortunately the number of cases is climbing. Four more positive COVID-19 tests today for Carolina, and that has resulted in that game uh, being postponed. So we will move down the card to St. Louis and Dallas. We've got uh, the Dallas Stars minus 150 to minus 160 home favorites, five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Dallas Stars kind of starting to see a little freaky home road thing going on with the Dallas Stars. I mean, a lot of their wins have been at home, and then they go on the road just now, the last three. They blow a game against Vegas where they had a 4-2 lead in the third. They lose 5-4. They get shut out in L.A., and then they lose to San Jose 2-1. So, 0-3 on the road trip, but now back home where they've been just outstanding uh, for the last uh, several weeks. In fact, uh, this Dallas team, you know, just been uh, really good all year at home, but especially of late, eight straight home victories for the Dallas Stars going into this game tonight against the uh, St. Louis Blues. St. Louis, though, they've won three of their last four coming off a 3-2 overtime loss uh, against the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, in overtime. And I'm telling you what, this, uh, you know, you got to give um, – the uh, Ducks credit because that was the end of a uh, pretty lengthy road trip for them uh, and found a way to still get the job done uh, against the uh, uh, St. Louis Blues uh, in that game. So Blues looking to bounce back from that game uh, the other night. Uh, this is an interesting one. Dallas has been an under machine lately. Nine and one for the Dallas Stars toward the under uh, in their last 10 games and Certainly series history-wise, 7-2-1 in the last 10 meetings between the Blues and the Stars have gone under. I kind of get the sense this could be one of those spots for sure where we might see a little bit of a lower scoring game. Just in general, I've not been enamored with betting unders with Lindgren, uh, but he's been a little bit more serviceable than I thought. And of course, he'll get the start tonight uh, for St. Louis. And Jake Ottinger, you know, this is a, guy, a young kid that continues to, I think, get better 
with each and every start. Five and one, 1.52 goals against average, 951 save percentage this year for Ottinger. He's got great numbers uh, going into this one. It is c- coming off a road trip, and it is a high price. I'm if I, if I had gotten something close to where this line opened, around minus 125, minus 130, I probably would have a wager on the stars here. The minus 160, though. Uh, in some spots now. I'm not interested anymore at that number. I certainly lean stars, but I'm going to pass on this one. Alex, St. Louis, Dallas. I'm actually going to take a shot here with Dallas in regulation. I bet this earlier. I got it. Uh, I found minus the dollar 10 at one spot. Then thankfully I waited, found another spot I had it at even money. So definitely want to shop around with some of those, uh, those regulation prices, but uh, this is a team that's dominated at home right now. I, I feel like they can keep that rolling against the St. Louis teams having goaltending issues. So I, I'm gonna look for here, and Ottinger starting for Dallas. I think he, now he can finally get the chance to, you know, prove that he's worth being a one A one B option, if not the overall number one starter in due time. Uh, now with Hudobin out of the picture, so I think I like Dallas here in the spot in regulation. All right, Dallas and regulation for uh, Alex. Yeah, there's so there's a little delay after when I unmute my mic today because I'm just looking. There's so much things you got to keep uh, on top of today. So I'm yeah. reading things, <laughs> I'm looking over things, and making this sure day, we're trying this to day give is you nuts, guys. It's it like, is it is because like, you know I'm always monitoring stuff, trying to write and stay up to date. It's it's nuts, and the stuff the texts I'm getting right now are not good. Yeah, it's not good. Like this is this is this is blowing up in a big, big way and bad way. I, I, I think we're going to find out something within the next hour. Okay. Right. Yeah, definitely. So we'll keep an eye on that. And if we have anything before we end the show, uh, any extra news about certain, you know, more cases, postponements, whatever, uh, we'll certainly uh, let you know about them for sure uh, moving forward. But again, for the start, for the Blues, there's just a ton of guys still out uh, for this team. I mean, it is unreal. Robert Thomas, uh, Braden Shen, David Perron, James Neal. Of course, the top two goalies, Bennington and Huso. Jordan Cairo day-to-day now, Justin Falk day-to-day, Tyler Bozak day-to-day. Now they've cleared protocol, Falk has, uh, going into this game, so he might be good to go. Cairo's not likely to play because his is an injury, uh, an upper body injury. So the Blues are a mash unit right now. That's another reason why I can understand why the Dallas money's come in. Dallas does have their own uh, couple of key guys out, of course. Uh, Radulov is a the game time decision actually probably won't play tonight. Rupe Hintz is out. He's been one of their better players of late uh, for the Dallas Stars. He won't play uh, in this game tonight. Yoel Kivaranta, a depth forward for them, won't suit up tonight either. So uh, definitely uh, some issues for Dallas as well, but they're still healthier than the Blues at the moment. So again, if you got the price early with Dallas, you got a good bet, but uh, now it's gone up, but uh, not betting it at the current price, but still lean to the Stars. All right, Toronto and Edmonton, one of the showcase games tonight. Uh, on in the NHL on this Tuesday slate, we've got the Leafs minus 120, uh, road favorites six, six and a half. The total in this one, something's got to give here in this game, and it's gonna be fascinating, guys, to see what does give because the Leafs' defense is vulnerable at the moment. There's no question about that. We've seen the way the Leafs have played in their own zone the last few games, it hasn't been pretty. Remember, they've got a couple of guys that you would think, you know, Rasmus Sandin and Travis Dermott are defensemen that are not going to move the needle. The, the common hockey fan is going to say, okay, they can make do without them. But you realize, you know, with the blue line for the Leafs the way it is, those two guys are valuable in terms of how they play in their own zone. Sandine was really playing well before the injury happened to him. 
Same with Travis Dermott. And now all of a sudden you've got guys that are not used to being uh, in an NHL game, you know, in the depth positions on the blue line right now for the Leafs. And as a result, you're seeing this team just give up way more quality chances against than they did during that great stretch earlier this year where they were dominating. So right now the Leafs have some defensive issues to wor work out and Sheldon keeps adamant, you know, we got to clean it up. It's not been good enough the last few games. Wasn't good enough against Columbus. It wasn't good enough against Winnipeg, Minnesota, Tampa, Chicago. The other night, they got away with it uh, against Chicago the other night uh, because they scored a lot and they got a very fortuitous bounce uh, on the eventual game-winning goal uh, in the third period that night. Uh, but nevertheless, I mean, the Leafs certainly are a little vulnerable at the defensive end right now. Problem is Edmonton can't find the back of the net at the moment. So what's going to give here in this game? The Oilers have had trouble uh, putting the puck in the net. They've scored. This is hard to believe with this Oilers group, uh, but they've scored two goals or less in four straight uh, and part of this five-game losing streak that they're on. So this automatically doesn't become it, – it's tough. It's not an automatic over for me, even though it's six and a half here. I, I haven't bet it yet, to be honest with you. I would probably prefer this drops down a little bit to six before uh, I bet an over in this game. Uh, certainly Toronto's trended that way. Uh, they've gone over the total, the Leafs uh, in, uh, I believe seven straight, uh, going into this, but Edmonton, they've gone under the total in three straight. And it's because the puck's just not going in for them right now. Zach Hyman's not going to play uh, as well tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. So bear that in mind. Uh, you know, they've got uh, multiple, uh, key players out, including of course, Hyman, uh, a couple, multiple defensemen out. The Leafs, of course, with Sandine and Dermott out. Mitch Marner still out. Jason Spetz is serving his suspension as well. And now Nick Ritchie has been uh, added uh, to the uh, uh, injury list, although it's an illness for him. They haven't said whether it's COVID-19 or not, but it's an illness. Uh, he's not traveling with the team. He won't play. And he's actually picked things up offensively in the last few games for Toronto. So there's just lots going around here. Still going to be a fun game to watch. I would only bet over, but six and a half. I don't know. With the way Edmonton is struggling to score, and Toronto's harping on it again. Hey, we got to tighten it up now. Enough with this, you know, track meet mentality. Enough with letting teams back into games like Columbus, like Chicago. Two games where the Leafs had a big lead and nearly coughed it up and lost. You know, the Leafs are really, really focusing on better defense. But they've said this two games previous to this as well. And we haven't seen any change or any better defense. So that's why I still lean to the over. But I'm on the fence whether I'm going to bet it or not. I would lean over, though, in this game. Should be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, Alex, Toronto, Edmonton. Yeah, you know, Jared Rubel makes a good point in the chat that, you know, 14 of the last 17 games, Oilers have allowed the first goal. And this is a Tampa Bay, uh, sorry, the Toronto team that has been doing well in the first period. They've been getting goals uh, in that first 10 minute range. I would actually look at maybe taking Maple Leafs to score first. You'd be laying a dollar 35. That's a bit high for a prop like this. But, uh, you know, these two trends riding that kind of hard and, and, and heavy. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see, you know, Toronto get the scoring going first and what should be a back and forth affair is the reason we're seeing these totals. The first period over is at two. Uh, he said six and a half of the full game total. So uh, maybe I'll just stay out of that. Maybe try to, to just pick pick out spots in game to get where these goals come from. But I'll start off by laying a dollar thirty five with Toronto to score the first goal. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does actually appear that's that's true that uh, Duncan Keith might play maybe an option for this game. And he hasn't played in a while for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. I don't know if the Leaf team is the best team to put him in against when he's been out for a while. Uh, Duncan Keith, but nevertheless, uh, it certainly would be a reinforcement, if you will, for this uh, Oilers uh, blue line. But to be honest with you, the Oilers defensive play hasn't been necessarily their biggest problem lately. Shockingly, 
It's been their lack of offense and lack of ability to find the back of the net during this uh, recent skid. It's tough from a side perspective because Toronto's starting a road trip, bet on spot. They're not happy with their game. You know, they've won these games uh, against Columbus and Chicago. They did lose the Tampa game, but they've won a couple of these games, but they've not been happy with the trajectory of their overall team game. So I, I expect them to come in here with purpose, but you also expect Edmonton to come in here with purpose, desperate to snap a five-game losing streak. So hopefully that leads to a good hockey game tonight between these two teams. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Leafs-Oilers? What I think is, you know, while I would have no problem usually with a six-and-a-half over-under for an Edmonton-Oilers-Toronto uh, Maple Leafs game, guys, I think it's too high based on the current form and, and everything you've just been discussing. I mean, look, the Edmonton Oilers have lost five straight. And you pointed out a good thing. They haven't been that bad defensively there. It's been more their bottom six forwards, not getting the job done and not delivering the depth they need and that they had gotten earlier in the season. So they're going to be looking to have a, you know, a structured game, come out there, pay attention to details, keep it simple and, and get the goals they can get. And I think Toronto too, you mentioned the last few games they had, they've been kind of topsy turvy and uh, probably driving the coaching staff nuts. So they're going to come in there with the same mindset. I see an under here. So I'm going under six and a half. Yeah, it could be. Uh, that's exactly why I'm hesitant yeah. on this one when it comes to the uh, total. Uh, New York Rangers, Colorado Avalanche. We've got Colorado uh, minus 180 to minus 190 uh, home favorites in this game. Six the total here uh, pretty much across the board in this one. Uh, should be one of the better games. And shout out to a uh, great broadcaster who's going to be on play-by-play -play for this game on ESPN Plus tonight, Bob Wischusen. Uh He's a guy that did Rangers radio a uh, long time ago. I think on a part-time basis, I don't think he was full-time, but he was just uh, very, very happy on Twitter that uh, he's announced that I'm going to be calling my first Rangers game in like 15 years tonight. So uh, very, very, and what a game to call Rangers and avalanche. One of yeah. the best games uh, on the board tonight, an ESPN plus exclusive with uh, Bob with shoes and calling it for them uh, should be a great game. I'm on dog here. I'm taking a shot with the Rangers at a plus price here. I like yep. the way the Rangers play on the road. This is a little bit of a short turnaround, rapid revenge situation for the Rangers. We remember Colorado went into Madison Square Garden last week and just ate them alive. But remember, Adam Huska was in net that night. It was a very, very uh, you know, tough situation. You're going to throw a Huska to the Wolves in that spot, you know, playing a Colorado team that's just absolutely lighting it up like gangbusters you know, at the offensive end of the ice right now. And it was just a difficult situation for the Rangers. I think the Rangers might have been caught peeking ahead to this game too with the way they played against Nashville. It was kind of a sleepy type of uh, effort the other night against Nashville. They get shut out one nothing uh, in that game. Uh, I think they come in here with a lot of purpose. I like the way they played on the road this year. Uh, coming into this game with a 10-5 and road record, uh, the New York Rangers. I just think it's just... Look, Colorado's terrific right now. The way they're getting contributions offensively up and down their lineup, and it's everybody chipping in for the avalanche. It's Rantanen, it's McKinnon, it's McCarr from the blue line. Comfer's back now. Alex Newhook, who I've been singing the praises of him for a while now, he's been good offensively. Uh, this Colorado team is still just outstanding at that end of the ice, and they've been winning games left and right. They've been just absolutely uh, you know, scoring goals for fun, uh, if you will. Uh, during this great stretch, they've gone seven and three in their last 10. They've won four straight. They've scored seven, 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 and three. And to be honest with you, if you had the under, or sorry, the over rather, in the Colorado-Florida game, kind of a bad break because there could have been so many goals early in that game, tons of goals early in that game. And unfortunately, it took until the third period for the floodgates to open offensively in that game, but it was just a little bit too little, uh, too late. 
uh, and it just fell short of the full game total with the 3-2 win called for Colorado. And just like I talked about this with Florida against Ottawa, that was a chippy game. That was a lot of physicality to it. There was some nasty play on the ice between the Avalanche and the uh, Pan- and the Panthers the other night. Kind of had that sense of teams that played that game like, hey, maybe we see them in a Stanley Cup final next year. You know, it kind of had that feel to it, that Colorado-Florida game. Could it be difficult for Colorado to ramp it back up again tonight for this game against the Rangers? I think there's a possibility there. So this is a live dog. I think it's a good competitive close game. And I think the Rangers have more than a puncher's chance. I mean, this is being priced like the Colorado Avalanche are playing a San Jose or an Anaheim or LA at home. You know, we're talking about them in a minus 180 to minus 190 home favorite price range against a terrific Rangers team that's coming off a loss that got beaten down by Colorado at the garden last week. I think you get the Rangers best. And if we get it, they've got a shot here. Give me the Rangers at a big dog price. Also the over six in this one. And don't sleep on Georgiev. Georgiev, we've ripped him a lot. Rightfully so. He's played better lately. Uh, He's on a good run lately in net for the uh, Rangers. He's played solid. So he can step up, I think tonight and hopefully lead the Rangers to a big win on the road in the mile high city. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Rangers and Avs? Yeah, this should be a, a very entertaining game to watch. And I honestly would be taking a shot with the Rangers, but I'm going to go first period money line plus 150. I think they'll be able to kind of jump out early, maybe get a goal. And and like I said, they're going to be settled in a lot more because of the fact that Jordan given that uh, they had Huska in the, that last game at, at the garden and he ended up just giving up goals galore in that second period, but they were still competitive in the first. So with a better goaltender and a bit of revenge on their minds, I think, Rangers first period, that's the best way to kind of play it safe. And then, like I said, if you poke the sleeping bear, that is the offense of the Colorado Avalanche. They wake up and they can score goals. Like I said, we saw five in the second period last time these two teams met. So they could do the exact same thing, potentially. Uh, I don't want any, any part of this full game. I'll just go with the first period. And believe it or not, we talk about all these teams with COVID-19 issues and injuries and who's going to play, who's going to suit up. The Rangers are relatively healthy compared to a lot of other teams right now, other than Shesterkin, uh, that's and that's a big one, don't get me wrong, and Sammy Blay. But other than that, it's a relatively healthy team. Whereas you look at Colorado here, Landeskog uh, is not going to play tonight. He's going to be out at least two weeks with a lower body injury. The captain of the Colorado Avalanche not going to play. Uh, Nazem Kadri uh, day-to-day uh, with a lower body injury, didn't play Sunday. Uh, questionable to return tonight. Bo Byram on the blue line, uh, also questionable to suit up tonight. And Devon Taves is the big one. I've said this about Devon Taves for a while for Colorado. He's there. A lot of guys that can move the puck. A lot of guys that are skilled and talented offensively as defensemen on this team. Devon Taves is one of those just stay at home, shut down, good in his own end, will really be good to help prevent goals against and he won't play tonight for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. He's in COVID-19 protocol for them. One of their best shutdown stay-at-home defensemen by far is Devon Taves. And I've talked about how much weaker this team is at keeping goals, pucks out of their own net when Devon Taves is not on the ice, and he won't be on the ice tonight for the Colorado Avalanche. So that's an impact injury on the blue line, or absence, I should say, on the blue line because it's a COVID-19 protocol situation that's keeping Devon Taves out for this game tonight for Colorado. Uh, Jimmy, uh, Rangers and Avalanche. Yeah, I mean, for every reason you guys discuss, I love the Rangers in this game right now. So I'm going to take them in the whole game on the money line there. I'm also going to take the team total over for the Rangers as well. All right, good stuff. So that's Rangers. You can get the Rangers, by the way, plus 160 to plus 170 
uh, right now in that range. And uh, Jimmy liking the team total over three and uh, over two and a half right here with their, that really is cheap. Actually the team total on the Rangers here, two and a half uh, in this game, uh, which is really a surprising here, but uh, that's probably a good way to go. Two and a half minus minus one twenty-five for Rangers, a uh, team total. All right. Columbus, Vancouver, we got Vancouver minus one forty home favorites, five and a half, the total in this one, uh, Ride that Canuck train, baby. That's all I got to say. I've been on Vancouver every game since the coaching change, and I said you know, all along in every Canucks game, I'm betting this team every game till they lose uh, under Bruce Boudreau, and that has not happened yet uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. Been uh, a solid stretch uh, with their new head coach. And you read some of the things that you're hearing and reading from the Canucks in these last uh, game, few games that they've put together. Uh, since the uh, coaching change under Bruce Boudreau, you would think this is a husband and the and and a wife on, on their honeymoon where it's just everything's perfect. You know, there's no tremors, there's no trouble, everything <laughs> is just life is perfect right now. That's what it sounds like with Vancouver. Everybody's happy again. Players are smiling again. Confidence is coming back. Brock Besser's found out how to score goals again. You know, heeding his coach's advice to shoot the puck more. I mean, it's just like cloud nine. Uh, right now for this Vancouver team. Now we'll see when they get that first loss, you know, if things uh, can go back on the uh, rails again when they finally lose a game, but that has not happened just yet uh, for this Vancouver team. And look, they beat LA shut them out for nothing, beat Boston in a shootout, beat Winnipeg in a shootout, and then a two, one win against Carolina the other night. So, you know, close games, it's not like they're rolling past teams, but right now they're playing good defensively, much better since Bruce Boudreaux has been there. Thatcher Demko has been solid in net. And like I say, some of their top players are finally starting to figure out how to produce again for them, specifically Besser. And look, Elias Pedersen gets on the scoreboard and scores the second goal for them against Carolina on Sunday night. So if they could only get him going, you know, on a regular basis, then Vancouver might really have something going. You look at Columbus, they're off a 5-4 overtime win against Seattle, but boy, they're a mess in their own zone. They coughed up a big lead to Seattle in that game, nearly blew it, and ended up losing 5-4. Uh, they're struggling overall still, 2-6 and six, uh, in their last eight games. The only victories were the Kraken and the Sharks, which isn't saying much uh, during that stretch. Again, they've really had a tough time keeping the puck out of their own net. And I'm going to say this again about uh, Elvis, who is probably going to be in the building tonight for the uh, Jackets. It's been terrific at home. It's been a little bit more ordinary at home on the road this year, uh, Elvis Merzlikens in net for the uh, Jackets. And look, he doesn't have the greatest blue line right now in front of him either. So for me, it's Vancouver. I'm not going to overcomplicate it. The one thing Vancouver's played a lot of tight games with all these wins they've had since the coaching change. So I don't want to tempt regulation, even though you're going to get a better price there. I'm just going to stick to the full game money line here, Vancouver minus 135 uh, in this one. Uh, Alex, Blue Jackets, and Canucks. Yeah, like you said, everything's all, you know, love and flowers and uh, and balloons right now with, with Vancouver. But once, uh, once the kids start crying and the pets start barking, we'll see how things go because we know how Boudreaux can get when he's not uh, when he's not happy. We've seen that uh, countless times over. But in this game, the only thing I would be looking at here would be the over. I mean, that's just kind of – it's near automatic when you, when you think about it with uh, the way Columbus is. Like I said, they're brutal in their own end. Lost six of their last eight. Uh, they have done well against Vancouver over the years, and the road team in this series is ten and three last thirteen. Uh, I don't, I still don't think they're going to be able to do enough to win this game. I do think Vancouver keeps the streak rolling, but I like this to be a higher scoring affair. So I'll give me five and a half over a dollar minus a dollar fifteen. All right, yeah, over five and a half minus one fifteen uh, for the uh, Columbus Vancouver game for uh, Alex in this one. Uh, Jimmy Columbus Vancouver. 
I'll tell you what I think, guys. Bruce, there it is. Bruce, there it is. <laughs> Give me the Canucks on the puck line. There you go. Jimmy puck line. Vancouver minus one and a half here. Uh, right in the, the Boudreaux wave. Yep, plus 165. Hey, ride it until they lose at this point. That's what I said I'd be doing the moment the coaching change happened, and uh, that's exactly what we're doing here. Do you think if this streak gets to the six, then he'll probably end up losing game seven like he usually does in the playoffs? <laughs> Very possible. Wouldn't that be something? Seven games of coaching tenure. That's the one you lose. It sounds like a lot of Aprils and Mays in your past. Right, exactly. Yeah. I can't even say June because he hasn't even gotten there. I think April and May is always where well, he's with the way is. COVID's going, he might get there by default and it won't even be the playoffs. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a that's a good one, Alex. Bravo. But uh, yeah, it's um, no, I mean, you got to give him credit. I mean, they've, they've really played good team defense during this stretch. Demko's been good in that. They're starting to get some of their bigger, hired guns, uh, getting their offensive mojo back again. So it's like I say, everything's looking really nice right now for the Vancouver Canucks. Now it's just a question of how long can they keep this uh, run going uh, uh, moving forward with uh, Bruce Boudreaux behind the bench. All right, before we get to the last game, well, we want to mention DraftKings, a sports book, our great partners here at the Ice Guys and the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, of course, official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. You'll be a winner with just one NFL point scored in an NFL game. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score in, the, in an NFL game can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL, must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. All right, final game of this 13-game mega card on this Tuesday Seattle Kraken, San Jose Sharks. We've got San Jose minus 135 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Seattle, it's just been an exercise in frustration for them. You know, there's some games they score one goal, they get shut out and they lose. And then they actually rally back against Columbus. Offense shows some life, scores four goals, and they still lose the other night to the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. So, Tough sledding for Seattle. And look, even on the home ice, playing in front of the fans that are just so excited to have the franchise there, you know, they've struggled even on home ice lately. Three straight losses. So maybe it's not the worst thing in the world that Seattle's going on the road here to play this uh, San Jose Sharks team. Uh, we'll see how it, it goes for them. We've talked about this Seattle uh, over machine lately. It really is something. Uh, I think we're along the lines now, 14-4. and four to the over in the last 18 games for Seattle really is amazing that they've uh, trended over the total this way. And it's usually a combination of them scoring and the opponent scoring or one or the other that are pushing those games over the total San Jose with a two to one win against Dallas uh, in their last game. Uh, it was a, one of those games where look, uh, Dallas had enough chances to try to tie it, but it was another really strong effort in net from James Reimer, who to me has probably been a little bit better than Aiden Hill. Uh, this season for the uh, San Jose Sharks. He's already been confirmed James Reimer as the goalie tonight. 
uh, for San Jose in this one. Uh, probably going to be Grubauer for the uh, Kraken, you know, who continues to definitely have his share of struggles. Uh, not exact, not anywhere close to what he was able to do last year uh, with the uh, Colorado Avalanche to see where he's at. 3.25 uh, goals against average, 884 save percentage, and of course gave up the five goals in that overtime loss to Columbus uh, on Saturday night. Uh, I'm going to, I don't love it, but I'm going to take it uh, over five and a half here, Seattle and San Jose. The only concern is San Jose at home and with Reimer in net, they've really tried to tighten it up. That could be the case here, but 14 and four over in the last 18 Kraken games. Total's only five and a half. I'm still willing to go ahead and bet it. Uh, Seattle, San Jose, over five and a half. You're around minus 110. Uh, Alex, Kraken and Sharks. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like you said, kind of play the over. We've seen it cash uh, quite often with, with Seattle, but I feel like this is just going to be a good spot for San Jose. The first time meeting, and, you know, the division rivals, they know they're going to be seeing each other a lot over the years, and we'll see how, you know, whether the animosity builds or not, that's something to always kind of keep note with these first-time meetings in the conference. Of course, Vegas and San Jose completely hate each other after the battles they had in the first three years in the league. So uh, it may not jump off exactly like that, but I, I think San Jose has enough. They're the better team here. Uh, they can get the win. So I took them in regulation at even money. All right, there we go. Uh, like in uh, San Jose here in regulation, Alex. Uh, Sharks to take care of business here. Uh, against the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, Yanni Gord, um, among others, didn't suit up as well for the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, they entered COVID protocol prior to the last game uh, against uh, Columbus. And the latest update on them is I don't think we're going to see them back. It was that him and Riley Shahan uh, that were uh, out the other night and in COVID protocol. So you won't see Yanni Gord. You won't see Riley Shahan uh, either tonight for the uh, Seattle Kraken uh, in this game. So they're still out of the lineup once again here tonight. Uh, against the Sharks. Uh, Jimmy, Seattle, San Jose. Yeah, I'm liking the same thing as Alex. I like the Sharks in regulation. And then I'm also going to go with the under on the total here as well. Um, San Jose, has been, the goaltending's been pretty good for them lately, and they're playing better defensively. So uh, give me the under and the Sharks in regulation. All right, under five and a half. And uh, San Jose in regulation as well uh, for Jimmy. Uh, that is around uh, even money in this one, plus 105 with San Jose uh, in regulation. All right. That is the Tuesday card, man. This was, a, it's always, you know, a lot of work to handicap the card. Yeah. Yep. Throw in a million COVID cases. Yeah. It <laughs> makes it even harder. Uh, of course I'm being uh, over exaggerating with the number, but you get my Five point. Seconds. It gets my drift. It feels yeah. like a million cases, right, Jimmy? Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's nonstop. <laughs> it's nonstop. So it was a, it was a scramble and it was a headache to cap this card, but we did it. We hope he gave you all the updated information as much as we have it at our disposal here uh, during this uh, Ice Guys show, but we appreciate it. And yes, uh, to everyone in the chat, if you're not aware, it's important I drill this home again. We are here seven days a week. We're the only NHL betting show daily that is here seven days a week. Every single NHL game, regular season, postseason, is covered right here and analyzed and discussed from a betting perspective right here uh, on the Ice Guys seven days a week. Uh, right here on YouTube and also download the podcast if you can't watch the show live. So we appreciate you guys joining us. Make sure you hit the like button uh, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, it helps us out quite a bit uh, as well. All right. Hopefully we can help you guys out quite a bit with our best bets to uh, wrap up the show for this Tuesday card. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, I was scanning through because there's a lot of bets that I do uh, like tonight on this uh, pretty big Tuesday card. But let's just go with... The Islanders in Detroit, regulation draw plus 300. 
Uh, he said, I just don't feel like this is going to be where, where one team jumps out ahead of the other. It feels like it could be just a neck and neck race. Might be a great game to bet live where you can, you know, where team A scores, bet team B to score next kind of thing. So uh, I, I like the Isles and the Red Wings to go into overtime plus 300 is my best bet tonight. All right. New York Islanders and Detroit going for the big plus price with the draw uh, as uh, his as Alex's best bet for this uh, Tuesday card. Yeah, Moses asking, you guys need to get hoodies. We do have hoodies. We've got Ice Guys hoodies. Yeah, uh, go to IceGuys, IceGuys.myspreadshop.com. We have hoodies. We've got T-shirts. The caps are back in stock as well. So we've got all that for your desire over there. And I've there's certain many episodes of this show I've been wearing the hoodie that I have. Uh, and I'll, 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 I'll bring that out again later this week on one of the shows for sure. And I'll be uh, wearing the Ice Guys uh, hoodie again. But, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of great Ice Guys clothing, merch, uh, apparel, you name it, uh, at the Ice Guys store. So make sure uh, you, you even have bandanas for your dog. So. There you go. And I know a few of, I know Melissa's uh, uh, gotten one of those as well, and a couple others as well have uh, gotten some of those. So uh, definitely check out the store for any Ice Guys gear uh, that you are interested in. All right, Jimmy, we're interested in your best bet for this Tuesday card. Uh, what is it, Jimmy? Well, I think it was two Tuesdays ago. I picked the uh, Bruins opponent in regulation on home ice, and I, I think that's what's going to happen again tonight. Uh, give me the Vegas Golden Knights. And actually, that was that's what I meant to get. I, I gave you that earlier, right? Or did I say the money line? I think you said Vegas puck line. Oh, reverse puck line. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going with that. Give me that. Right. I like a, I like a 4-2 Vegas Golden Knights win in this. So give me the reverse puck line. All right. And you can get uh, Vegas, by the way, uh, minus one and a half uh, on the puck line, plus 250. Uh, with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, that'll be Jimmy. And I, I apologize, guys. That's this show right. started so long ago that my brain's uh, in, in all the COVID stuff. My brain is a mush right now. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been hectic. Oh, if you're following NHL and you're a better handicapper, a you know beat writer, reporter, you know someone on television covering NHL. Or, I mean, you're trying to stay on top of Imagine this. Yeah. today. Yep. I mean, those, yeah, those guys are changing a lot by the by the hour. Yep, it is. Things are changing so. Basically, make sure you stay on, you know, stay connected uh, is the best word. You know, make sure yep. you definitely stay on top and and be uh, apprised of what is going on in terms of the uh, NHL situation. Because you're right, it's fluid. It's changing not only day to day. Uh, it's changing hour to hour uh, right now uh, at this point in time. All right. Best bet for me uh, on this Tuesday card. I kind of feel like going for a, a plus price shot tonight like Alex did. And I'm it's actually is one of my strongest plays on the card. It might be my strongest play. And it's the New York Rangers. I really think they're live tonight at Colorado. I know it's not easy to beat the Avalanche, but you can get plus 160 to plus 170 in that range right now uh, with the New York Rangers. They're awful loss. They've been good on the road all year. They got drilled by the Avalanche last week at Madison Square Garden. Colorado's coming off a heated, spirited, intense physical affair with Florida the other night. I think this is a live dog in a great plus spot for the New York Rangers, who are damn everyone. Colorado's a great hockey team. New York Rangers are a pretty damn good hockey team, too. And I think they show it tonight. New York Rangers plus 170. Uh, we'll go with that for my best bet for this Tuesday. Uh, NHL card and that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys we thank everybody in the chat for joining us make sure you hit the like button for those of you watching on YouTube a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week Monday to Friday 2 p.m. Eastern Saturday and Sunday noon Eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Stitcher and iHeartRadio download the podcast when you can't watch the show live on YouTube for Alex B. Smith, 
and Jimmy Murphy. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.